0: G'day everyone. For those who came in late, you're listening to x the Phantom Podcast. Five hundred... Sorry we cut the song short, but this is such a short little podcast. We just want to get straight into it and not waste any time. We are the Chronicle Chamber team. This is X-Men, the Phantom Podcast. You know all of that stuff. Uh, We're not really doing the intro because it's not really an episode. Um, This is just a short little promo episode uh, because we're so excited about the Best of Fru survey that uh, we're launching today. Um, And we just had to talk a bit about Fru um, very, very quickly. So, uh, guys, uh, thanks for joining me for this quick little promo. Our yes. pleasure. Looking forward to it. Okay. So as I said, the the best of through survey um, is being launched today, and um, it's the, the link to it's in the show notes. So check that out and have your say on what you thought was the best of Fru in 2021. The results of this are going to be uh, contained in our re- Reflection podcast that we'll release early in January where we look back at 2021 and, and cover all of the things worldwide. But um, the responses to the Fru survey are going to form a big part of the uh, of the pod there and the information that you are given um, so we need to have a quick reminder of what was going on in through this year. Jerm, do you want to give us a quick uh, spiel on um, the highlights as you see them from through in 2021?
1: Okay, so probably the obvious one is probably the uh, the trade paperback with the Princess Sin um, saga, which we saw the original three stories from, um, Oh, what were the stories by Norman Walker and George, George Bess then you've got uh, the prequel from Dale McCanty and Jason Paulos. And then you have the new story, uh, which was created, especially for this trade paperback by Julie Ditrich and Wendell uh, uh, Cavalanti. Now, so that's probably the most obvious one. With pro- it will probably feature very highly in Best Cover, Best Story, Best Issue. Um, but, you know, there was 26 other issues as well that was um, printed and released as well so some of the ones that probably highlight to me are probably the vulture saga I uh, really enjoy the covers the storyline learning about the vultures and stuff like that as well um then you probably had the story with dale mccanty um not dale mccanty matt Kime, sorry um that's another one of a highlight the drummer of timpini special and probably um the sequel of or the final part of uh, Duncan Munro and Jeff Weigel's story as well. They're probably the the ones that stand out in my mind um, as well. So it'll be interesting to to, to hear what you guys think and, and what our listeners think as well.
0: What about you, Steve? Oh,
1: I think it's a
2: big call saying that Princess Sin Saga is going to um, rank highly. singers. as it's only just recently been published, you know, in its own uh, form rather than just. Um, in, in a trade paperback, so uh, uh I'll be interesting to see how that goes, Jim. I, I don't rate it as highly as you would, only because it's um was recently in the in the comics now
1: in the trade paperback, but so I could be wrong. Is it, so, just to quickly, cut in, is it? And without trying to make this podcast even longer than what it should be, is it? <laughs> is, it is it? Is it the stories that doesn't make it stand out for you, or is it the, purely the fact that it was recently published, say three four years ago?
2: Uh, the recently published is right up there.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, now I'm calling this year the year of the vulture. I think we had lots lots of stories um, about the vult uh, the vultures. Um, they've been a great villain, and um, if. They've been the closest thing to a recurring villain in the Phantom Stories this year. And so if people have been liking vulture stories, I expect them to to rank highly. I I have enjoyed those vulture stories, so I'd put them up high. Um, It's been great to see so many Aussie creators uh, this year. We've got... um, I'm just looking at the covers, and, of course, there's plenty of Australian um, cover art being done. But uh, Australian-created stories such as Duncan Munro um Duncan Monroe written stories even though that was um illustrated by uh American artist Jeff Weigel but uh also the the Phantom and Vietnam stories have been an absolute stellar series um and Paul Mason has done a fantastic job on that so the year of the vultures but also the year of the Australian creators here I expect mm. the, those two areas of the phantom to to come up highly in, in our review, also. Was the game actually released this year? Yes, it was.
0: Wow. That should be a big tick as well. Yeah. Well, we don't have the uh, the game as a survey option, unfortunately. Ah. It's through merchandise. Maybe we should have a best of through merchandise in the survey um, when it's released. Of course, we've decided that, and certainly not recording this before the survey has been done. Um, <laughs> so um, you make a good point, though, Steve. Maybe there, there does need to be a... Uh, I'm sure the game would win it hands down. So maybe we don't need to include it in the survey either. Who knows? Look, I can't um, really add much to what you guys have said because you've covered um, the the stories that I really liked um, in terms of, uh, I guess another thing about um, the year of fruit, if we look back is the range of covered artists that we, when we've seen this year um, again um, from all over the world, lots of Aussie creators as well, though um, some of the old favorites and um uh, anyone brand new this year? I can't tell just glancing at it. I oh, Anthony Spay uh for the Vulture series may have been um
1: from a fruit first. Pers- yeah from a fruit yeah. perspective, yeah.
0: Yeah. So also introducing new artists, which is fantastic. Do you have um two or three each that you guys would think that people should be having a look at just when they're thinking cover of the year? Oof, cover
1: Ooh. of the year. Um my, I did buy Luke yeah, I did like Luca Uberto's one for the um, Triumph, uh, the Phantom of, was it 1776 or, which was basically, you know, the the independence. Yeah, issue nineteen oh six. Nineteen oh six. That does stand out. It's, it was a hard act to follow, creating a new cover from such an iconic cover. And Luke has done that twice. He's done it with this one of Don Newton's, and then he's also done it with Hendrik Selstrom's, which was the um, uh, the famous flag cover as well. So yeah. um, that one stands out. Um, uh, I did like 1889, which was the Orient Express, just the Phantom jumping through of jumping through the mm-hmm. window as well, and then Anthony Spay's, kind of like the Two Face face off. Yeah style of the phantom and then the vulture side by side as well that's pretty iconic as well
0: what about yourself steve um
2: my eye keeps being drawn to to Granger's there um 1899 um but the ones that jermaine has said is also yeah it's going to be very tough i I don't Mm. think there's a standout i think it's going to be very very tight at
0: the top Mm. that's an interesting point because um in previous years there probably has been one that um, everybody sort of thought was the go. Um, but um, we don't at this stage have a, a clear favourite and it really it, it, I think everybody should be going to the, the survey link and scrolling through and having a look at all the covers themselves and you can make your own mind up. By, by looking at the year, we'll capture all of the crew issues um, in that and then you can also vote story by story and... Um, issue by issue as well as to which was your overall favourite fruit issue of the year. Now, somebody who has contributed early and uh, really, I guess, is part of why we got so excited and we wanted to do this quick little thing um, is Matt Kime, who uh, did, I guess, a a summer series of podcasts for us last year. We've already talked about him in this little recording um, about uh, him being a creator for Fru, a cover artist and story and uh, this year um so um he's sent in his thoughts on three of his favorite issues um we're going to um add it to this and um and enjoy hearing from matt what he thinks um before you go to the as again i've said it a hundred times but if you go to the the show notes click the survey link you can go through and choose your own as well um we look forward to hearing you uh your responses which as i said we'll go back over uh, in the first podcast of 2022
3: hello everyone For those who came in late, my name is Matt Kime, and I'm the author of The Phantom Stories, A Day at the Races, and Diana and the Heartbreakers game. I've been invited by the X-Banners to say a few words about my favourite Phantom comic published by Fru this year. So what was my favourite Fru comic of 2021? What do you think? Can you guess it? How many do you guess the replica number 27? No. Believe it or not, that wasn't my favourite. In fact, I found it so hard to settle on a favourite, I had to narrow it down to three contenders. After reading them all again and picking out the pros and cons of each one, I finally made my decision. I'm going to give an honourable mention to 1893 Triumph of Evil by Joe Gill and Don Newton. This 1975 story from Charlton Comics is an absolute cracker of a story. Don Newton's artwork is as incredible as you'd expect from the man who went on to illustrate Batman over at DC, but it's the story itself by Joe Gill. It's full of Phantom tropes and it presents us with a gripping retelling of how the 21st Phantom continued on his father's legacy. A really wonderful comic. My second honorable mention is Sandal Singh, Prisoner of the Golden Cage. 1903, this story I thought was an absolute ripper. Written by the late Klaus Ramifi and illustrated by boy, Bruce and Martinez, this story dives deep into the backstory and formative years of a young Talia Al sorry, not Talia Al Ghul, Sandal Singh. We see the cruelty of her father, Raz Al Ghul, sorry, Dogai Singh, and the distant relationship she had with her mother. Contrast is to the friendship she had with Bane, sorry, Bellum, and her nanny Miriam. It's a tragic story and it helps us to get inside Sandal's head. The 20th Phantom is featured in this story and he's brought to life by this creative team perfectly. First, we see his fatherly warmth as he first encounters the young Sandal. And then at the end, he's an absolute boss when he's taking down Ferrati's men. The story ends with an adult sandal returning to her former golden cage to put her beloved nanny Miriam to rest. What was my favorite Fru comic from 2021? I have to go with Duncan Munro and Jeff Weigel's sensational Rotten Apples Fru number 1896. I can't say enough about this story. I was thrilled to read it and I read it over and over again. It's such an incredible story. It's a real testament to Duncan his understanding of the characteristics, the essence of the Phantom character. It is a terrific Phantom story. The scenes that Duncan write are terrific. Every scene through the whole comic is really, really good. Nothing's out of place, nothing is unnecessary, nothing drags on. the I'd say the pacing is pitch perfect and each one of these scenes builds towards a really fantastic, satisfying crescendo. What really brings it home to me is the dialogue that Duncan writes. It's written so well. It flows from the first panel right through to the end. The exchanges between Rex and Randolph in the beginning are razor sharp. Minister Lund, she's used extremely well as a misdirection. The Phantom's quips when dealing with criminals is very reminiscent of Falk's earlier stories. The Phantom was the original smartass, and Duncan has brought his treasured aspect back. The story boasts a number of really good moments. For example, gasp, stop it, I'm drowning here and my button finger is cramping, we all have problems. That to me, it's a fantastic scene but that's a really good moment within that scene, a really funny Phantom-esque scene. There's a few more like that too. The Phantom sending the skull emoji. That's a classic, okay? It was unexpected, it was funny. I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined that I'd see the Phantom send a skull emoji with a little threatening note. Uh, another really good moment I thought was the scene, It's the whole scene is brilliant when the Phantom is talking to Shirin. Particularly, obviously the mad skills bit, that clever little exchange and that playfulness from the Phantom It's really well written and again, it speaks volumes about Duncan's ability to understand the character. A few other moments which I thought were really good, when the Phantom is out of Clues and he sits and he's waiting on the park bench, waiting for something to happen. That's clever. That whole scene is not boring. Just the Phantom on one page waiting. It was really, really good. On the train, there was two things in one scene which I really liked. The conversation with the the, the local from Baron Khan, and also the little interaction with the um, ticket inspector about Devil. Both really, really funny. But not goofy funny, if you know what I mean. They're put in there to lighten the mood, but it's not silly. Um, I guess I'd say this comic to me was pretty perfect. There wasn't anything in it that I didn't like. As far as the story went, I thought it was really, really good. The only thing that I probably didn't love about it was that the the focus of um, Rex's affections was Alicia. Captain Lara is a badass and Alicia, not so much. But hey, that's just my opinion. Out of the three which I narrowed it down to, it was hard to choose a favorite, but this one just um, shone a little bit brighter than the others. I just thought it was an excellent story. And I look forward to seeing more work from those creators.
0: Well, thanks very much guys. We won't waste any more time.
3: Um Happy Venoming, happy surveying. He washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck, and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad I must eradicate piracy, injustice, and cruelty, and all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man
1: cannot die goes to walk to the phantom.
3: Enemies beware. The phantom's always there. But you won't find the phantom. He finds